Hey everybody, welcome back to Epic Tiki's Take. My name is Luke Soin and with me today is... Jojo Lewis, hello! Yeah, you know us, we're comedians and we do this podcast called Epic Tiki's Take where we talk about hella nerdy shit. We usually each pick... I'm gonna start doing this where I just... Yeah, okay. Say what we're doing. Yeah, Because maybe there's yeah. a new listener. Yeah, maybe hey, there new is. new listener. Yeah. What's up? This is for you, for your benefit. Yeah. So like I was saying, uh, we usually... Sexy new listeners. Oh, that's another podcast I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, we uh, usually each, quote unquote, bring a topic to the table and we spend time talking about each thing. Uh, last time we talked about Star Trek Beyond and Suicide Squad and what was the other thing? I already forget. Oh, Luke Cage trailer. Yes. So yeah. uh, if you like any of those things, please go back and see our previous episode. Yes. And real quick, did you want to talk about Star Trek Beyond since you've seen it? Because you hadn't no, seen no. it. No, everything, no. Everything uh, about... Like a one-sentence thing. Uh, go said. see Star Trek Beyond. Yeah. Go see it because they, they want to make a fourth one and I want to see them do that. It um, is a good-ass movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, wait. I'm just making sure USB, we are doing the right one. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so today we're going to talk about um, PlayStation VR, which I tried. JoJo has not tried it yet. But I know plenty about it. Yeah. And um, I, they they're ha- they have it at Best Buy. So you, oh, we'll get to that. And then we're also going to talk about the new Star Wars Rogue One trailer. Sorry, Star Wars. Wait, a st- Rogue, Rogue One, One, a Star Wars story. There it is. You got the it. The new trailer dropped. Yeah. That looks to be post-reshoots. Yes, and it also looks amazeballs. So I think we should end on that because that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Okay, so we'll start with PlayStation VR. So what did you do? So, okay, so you went to Best Buy. I know yep. there are some stores that have it as a demo right now. Yeah, I went to the Arden Best Buy, which you should do immediately. Okay. And, um, yeah, because here, here, the thing is, is I, I listened to, shout out to IGN, uh, I listen to like almost all their podcasts, and they're just raving about this this uh, VR thing, whether it's Oculus Rift or PlayStation VR, or there's like one more that I heard isn't as good. HTC Vive. It's very expensive. Yeah. yeah. So there's those, but um, I think Oculus and PlayStation VR are the best because they sort of they're more immersive. Like at least I don't. I haven't tried. The only one I've tried is PlayStation VR. But so yeah, I was there, and they had the thing, and the guy was on lunch, so I went and came back. But I was like, I have to try it because I keep hearing about it. And you can watch videos online of what the games are, but you you can't like really experience what it feels like without putting it on of because not, it's yeah. just a square screen you're watching yeah, until yeah. you put the headset on. And so, yeah, so the guy, uh, he sits you down and he puts it on for you, which I've heard they do because I think they want to make sure you don't wear it wrong. You know, like they want to make sure they sell it appropriately, right. which is important because it's probably, I'm sure they've spent like a billion dollars on developing it or at least millions. Yeah. It's the kind of thing where it's like, you don't want to, if you're like, Oh no, it makes me dizzy. Well then that's a problem. That probably means you used it wrong. Cause it shouldn't yeah. do that. Well, yeah. I can only imagine how many times as they're working on this and Oculus that they, they had just people throwing up or like being, cause you really, I mean, a lot of people get motion sick and a lot of people can still like, they can ride roller coasters and still get sick yeah. with something that's not done well. I've also heard that if frame rate, drops or goes up and down that can fuck you up too oh totally so yeah um so you put it on and what's the so you sit down they he puts it on you mm -hmm. and what do you see so it's kind of there's like a rubbery thing that hugs your face like he wiped it down with a clorox thing because which is cool was nice of him he could have just put it on my face just bowling shoot it (laughs) yeah so he yeah he rubs it down is like so there's like sort of a rubbery piece that goes around where your eyes are to like kind of hug your face and then there's a like a, a a strap that goes on your head, and then headphones, which I don't know if they 
if the headphones are separate or come with it when you buy it because it I saw like online I looked at it and it seemed like the headphones weren't included but I didn't check so I'm sorry I don't know that yeah but they put headphones on so you're really like when they put the headphones on and the eye thing they like it kind of so they kind of tighten the thing to your face and they're like is it blurry and he he kind of knew what to do already and I, and then he adjusted it and it was it was perfect and so once you have it on you're really like sealed off from everything yeah because your your eye your ears and your eyes are both taken so it's up a by sensory this. deprivation yes yeah but then they input sensory of course yeah so yeah so you're sitting there and there's like a menu and it's uh and there's so there's you know it's like a demo screen so there's like five choices and he has a controller and you he he was like here's the five options and the options were like mm, i think there was maybe a racing game there was like there's like five and the only ones i remember are okay what does it look like to you as you're in this the, okay, Does so it just it, look like words floating in space? It's, I mean, it, so it's like, okay, say you have your regular PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3 menu screen. Yeah. It's like that, but then around you a little bit. So, like, it's like you're, f- I kind of, it kind of reminded me of uh, Soarin' Over California. Have you ever been to California Adventure at Disneyland? Uh, no. So there's a ride there where you sit. They have like a a bubble screen, like sort of like a, one of those crazy IMAX screens they have sometimes, like in a weird museum, and so they play kinda, like a nature like, film on it. It's like three sixty degrees. Yeah, like it's around you, and if you look around, it changes. Like yeah, you're in a because the PlayStation camera watches you, I think, and that tells it you're looking this way, you're looking that way, left and right. Right, right. And so yeah, there's this, there's the menu in front of you, and then he's choosing the game. He's like describing each one. And, um, so, but, oh yeah, but California Adventure. So like in that, there's a ride where you sit down in these like, like bucket seats sort of, and it pulls you up, like you shoot out in front of the screen. And then the screen is like under you a little bit too, as your feet are hanging because it's like a bubble screen and it's like a ride. So it felt, it reminded me of that. Like it really, so, so then, yeah, he tell he describes the games. One of them was like deep sea adventure or something. And I almost picked that, but I know there's a great white shark in it. And I was afraid that it'd be too real. <laughs> so I was like, nah, man. And then, and also like as a huge space opera fan, they have one, it was like called Eve, Eve online Valkyrie or something like yeah. that. And it's that, that online space sort of, uh, ship game. Yeah. Which a lot of people have heard about. They, and, it has, and it has makes a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. And you people like live their lives in that game. But yes. so this is like a, a simulator where you're a, a fighter fighter pilot and you're in like so it starts you off. So I, that's when I picked he he clicked it then he gives you the controller. He told me all the controls cuz it doesn't say he has to tell me. So you're using the controller but mm-hmm. from your perspective you're like in a ship. Yeah, so you look down and you see your lap like your legs in the game, like your character's legs. That's and disorienting. It's fucking cool though. Yeah. And so and you're sitting there and you're, there's like a track in front of you because it's like you're in a ship, like, and you can see like the 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 what is it called the the window part, <laughs> the cockpit, the window part of the cockpit. There's a word for it. I can't think. The viewport. I don't know. Underneath, there's like parts where, so you can see down, and you look down, and you're like on a track that's about to slingshot you out of a like a giant like a capital ship, you know? Right. And so, like, you're sitting there, and there's steam, and you're looking. He's like, he even told me he's like, make sure you look around real quick. I was like whoa like holy shit and i'm looking around and you're just like oh my god i'm really here and that's when it started to really feel like a ride at disneyland because it's like just one of those crazy newer ones where they you know where you're like you you don't i'm like moving back and forth like where they kind of shake you it does not like that like they don't shake you because you're just sitting in a chair but it but feels it's like, like it feels like they would yeah and so then the game starts and this game like so this demo 
you shoot out really fast, like in, in Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. If you're in a Viper, is that what they're called? Yeah. Yeah. And you shoot out, and then he's kind of like coaching me a little bit. You know, he's like, I can hear him a little bit through the headphones, and once or twice he'll like, he lifts my headphone up to talk to me. Yeah. And, but, so he's like, follow the guy, because just to like make sure you do the demo the way it's supposed to be done, whatever. Yeah. So like you follow somebody out, and you're just, you come out of the ship, and there's like 18 ships all around you. Like you're surrounded by your fleet, yeah. you know, and there's a planet in front of you. And you're just like, there's like, all right, uh, so something's gonna drop in soon. We don't know from what vector. I don't know, something like that. Yeah. And you just, you're like flying. You're looking around. You're like, oh my god, that's a huge ship. This is so cool. And then, uh, then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, like 15 enemy ships, like just capital ships, just like appear. And you're just like, whoa, fuck! Like they're right there. And then their fighters attack you, and you just feel like a dogfighting game. Yeah. And I feel like this might be one of the better ones because this is like what I feel like the best application of a VR game is, is like this flight simulator sort of. Yeah. So, and the graphics were good. They weren't like super stupendous, I guess. They weren't like, this could be real. They might've been PlayStation three graphics. Okay. That's interesting. I don't know. I mean, it's hard. It's also like, you know, it's a little bit disorienting and different. Weird. It's sort of more taxing what they're doing with this. Oh yeah. Because it's like the screen size is weird. Yeah. And it's, there's a camera, there's like a different screen for each eye. I think yeah, I'm not sure. I didn't really look inside to check it. Like no, that is that is how face. it works. Like okay, there's okay. a screen for one eye and a screen for the other eye. So yeah. it's like so that gives you the illusion of three dimensions. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, it's not three. Like it's not like when you look at a 3ds and it's 3D. No, it's not like that. No, it's like no. The, it gives you like the illusion of depth is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, yeah, I followed a bunch of ships around. I blew them up. Like there's missiles and machine guns, and that's right. basically all they had. I don't know. Sorry, I burped. I don't know if they have, like, more options in the game. Like, I don't know about that. But I'm assuming, like, it'll be a more robust game than that. Hopefully. But, yeah, so, you you know, it's just like a typical, like, you know, like a, a rogue squadron or something. You fly around, you shoot the bad guys, and then you're, you know, you're trying not to run into stuff, and it's it's great. And then it kind of ends. Did you get motion sickness? No. But when I took the headset off, I felt taxed, like you were saying. It felt a little bit weird to, like, come back to reality. Yeah. So I could only imagine what doing that for several hours. Like, I think, I feel like there's a rule about, like, you're, you should only do it for, like, an hour and take a break. Because I heard somebody on IGN, I think it was Destin Ligari, Ligari was t- saying he did it for three hours once, and he was like, I don't like this. <laughs> so it's, it's a weird thing, because it's very... And it's it's weird to come out of there and be like, wait, I'm not in space or I'm not doing whatever I was doing. Interesting. Like I'm just in this well lit Best Buy and all of a sudden again. Yeah. So it was, but if you're if you have a Best Buy nearby or some kind of way to try it out, I highly recommend just to see what it's like. It's gonna be way too expensive when it comes out, but it's still fucking cool. Yeah. So at some point, I'll get it. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure the launch games won't be amazing. I don't know. No, I mean it's like what they have. I mean. That's the thing, because it's like it's a brand new technology, really, consumer VR. Mm -hmm. And it's like the games that are out for the Oculus right now are just sort of like like test of concept. Yeah, it's a lot of just like what can you do with this? Like it's a lot of like moving stuff around or walking around exploring. Like right, it's not like oh we're gonna do Call of Duty with first person. Like no, they can't figure out how to do that. I actually was reading an article about like. There's, I think it's for the Oculus. It's like they can't figure out how to handle movement with yeah. VR properly. Well, I've seen that video where they have like, they have like sort of a three, like a, a three sixty 
360 degree treadmill where you kind of run around and you're strapped in a little bit so you can't walk off of it but you push like with your feet and you move right and that's but that's the kind of thing where you see that and you're like that no one's gonna get that you're gonna people will they'll build them and no one will buy them well yeah because they're gonna be like a thousand dollars enthusiast thing they're like well how can we get someone in real life to feel like they're moving and like i think the guys who made doom because they're trying to make doom a title that when vr drops you can play doom on it but they can't like if you're not using a a controller to move around mm -hmm. which i don't know why you wouldn't do that but it does i mean like if you're using a controller in your hands it does kind of throw you out of the illusion that like i am really in this game a little bit for okay so but for yeah i think so then for doom it would but for this for the eve game it didn't because when you're in a ship you would have controls right and looking around wouldn't mean that's where i go next it's like you're just looking because if you're like in the ship you turn your head you're not going to turn the ship well, that uh, way what the guys who made doom decided was for that what they'll do is if you want to move around in doom and you have the headset what you do is you'll look at where you want to go and then time will slow down and your guy will just zip to that spot but see that only works for for single player you can't do that during multi- multiplayer because then everyone's slowing down and yeah there would be it's absolutely it unviable for multiplayer yeah there's no way that could work but i think the way the way a first person shooter could work which like you said it could take you out of it but you would just wear the headset as your TV and then play the game on the controller like regular. Yeah. And like that might be weird, but I think you could still get a lot out of it because what I think you could do is like you have the, the, the control stick that turns your head and makes you look in a direction. And I think you could maybe like have it so your head, if you turn your head, it it looks, but then it doesn't affect, like it doesn't, like you can override it with the stick. Oh yeah. Or like you just keep your head straight for the most part, but if you look around, you just I think you would get used to like using both. Yeah. And I think that that would work pretty well. Like it would it's st- like it wouldn't be fully like being in the holodeck at, in the Enterprise and actually moving yourself. But that but that probably would would probably be for the best if it wasn't like that. Yeah, cuz you don't want to run into walls or like it's already awkward. Like I just could imagine my dumb face. You know, like I was. It was hard to not imagine like me smiling while I have this thing on my head yeah. while people are watching me. And like it's like time to rob Luke. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't need any more of that happening. But <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like I, I was trying to think about like what is the practical benefit of getting VR, and uh-huh. the only thing I can think of is it would replace a TV. Yeah, that's the other weird thing is then. Because with that, it was like there was a TV screen so you could see what I was looking at. But it was probably mostly just for people watching right. and for the guy doing the demo exactly. to like see what he's clicking but on. But I feel like I saw, I don't know if, if I've made this up in my head or if I saw it, but like there's a, a special home screen for the PSVR when you finally get it that you put it on and it looks like you're in a very nice living room with a TV in it. So you can like put on the vr and it's like now you have a nice living room with a tv to watch to play yeah. play does that make sense so like if i wanted to watch netflix through playstation vr <laughs> i would be in a virtual reality living room with a tv and you would have like a virtual reality cell phone that you could split your attention with right <laughs> <laughs> it would be like like third screen virtual, virtual reality is so much like regular reality <laughs> it's so awesome and that's, I think that kind of stuff, like now that virtual reality is getting so real, I feel like a lot of people are like, what if we're in a simulation right now? Because what if this is just a super good simulation and now in the simulation we're creating really good simulations and 
And the only reason we don't wake up from this one is that it's just that intense. So you have to die to get out of it. But that's we don't know that. a pretty intense simulation. I but, hope that's not the case. I, I like, sometimes I think about that. Let's get deep real quick. Sometimes I think about that and I'm like, what if, what if we're all like immortal creatures that got so bored that we were just like, we have to create thing like a video game where life is hard because we just live in like paradise on this planet where no one dies. We could go to any planet, any star. We have all this technology. So let's, let's do, let's, let's live in the early 2000s. So we live like an entire <laughs> lifetime. We're born in 1987. We both are actually. And then we just live like, Oh, let's see what it was like when, when Trump was president. <laughs> I mean, hopefully that's he's our, not, that's but our, it's like, Oh, look at all the, the craziness. That we get to experience. Yeah, and then and then after we do this, we're just like, hmm, do you want to do railroad uh, <laughs> construction worker? It's like, I don't know. Don't you die a black lung if that happens? <laughs> it's like, I don't. I already have the achievement for dying a black lung. Isn't everybody extremely racist to you? Ugh. Don't they expect you to also have a laundromat? Okay. I would hate to. <laughs> I would hate to live my entire life, and then I get out of this, and I'm like, "Well, I guess I I was just playing a few minutes before I had to go back to work, so I guess I'll just yeah, go like back it's a space job. Like it's also like DMT where you do it, and it feels like way longer. It's only even ten minutes or salvia. Oh my god, it's that like, would be awful. I'm still afraid to try both of them, but yeah. maybe someday. But anyways, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was. I like to think that sometimes. Yeah. So like, what if we're just in a tube and we're just like. And then people are watching us, and they're just seeing what our score is. It's like that Rick and Morty episode, too. Yeah, playing Roy. Yeah. I hope that's a game that someone decides to make. Roy VR. Yeah. If they really... No, they will. If they, they so made a will. game where it's like, all right, here's the, the premise is you're just some dude, and you have to make decisions in his life. And it's like, that would... To- everyone would get that. My favorite part is when he gets, like, cancer, and then they remove it, and he comes back, and he's just, like, happy, like, I'm alive. <laughs> That's the difference between you and me, Morty. I don't go back to the carpet store. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, you beat cancer and you go back to the carpet store? You beat cancer? I can't do the voice. Yeah. You never do voices, man. I don't? Not really. I do. You just, well, you do impressions. What what impression? Well, you do the British guy voice. Which British guy? Oh, you know the one. I don't, in my head it sounds, yeah, I. You You sounded exactly the same. Did I? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. It wasn't like, uh, I'm trying to be Rick, uh, you know, uh, like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. I, like, like, Do you have impressions you like to do? What's your best impression? Let's hear it. My best impression? I don't know what would constitute a good impression. Like, if I said, oh, I could do an impression of Reese Darby, and then I did my New Zealand voice. Oh. Uh, Which now everyone's like, do it. I don't <laughs> <laughs> do it. Do what? I just, what I do don't, you want me to do? I have no... I don't know what I would do as a good impression. Do you want me to throw one at you? Just be like, hey, do that one. Okay. All right, let's see. Do the Emperor from Star Wars. Um, <laughs> saying what? Uh, Lord Vader. Lord Vader. It just sounds like you changed your voice a little bit. That's what an impression is, you idiot. I know! <laughs> <laughs> I like this, because we're being... I feel like last couple, we haven't been funny. We were just like, down to business. Down to business. That's what we do. Business down. Okay, yeah, so... Business down. <laughs> PSVR. Really cool. Check it out. Yeah, I'm... Buy um, it if you can afford it, then invite us over. I'm super on the fence of whether it's going to be like a gimmick, or it's going to be like... What, what I think... Thing. I think it needs to... Once it's like cheap enough for everyone to buy, 
then it'll be a thing, and then it'll start being like, oh, there's so many games for it, and people will innovate, and there'll be like those amazing like killer apps for it, you know? Yeah. It's just gonna take a while. It's like anything. It's like, and the scary thing to me is just imagining that someday I'll have this setup in my house and I won't want to leave it because I'm having so much fun. Yeah, it's holodeck apocalypse. And yeah, yeah it's like that movie Surrogates. You know, yeah, we'll have robot people to go outside that look sexy, and we'll have sex, but we're really gross and fat. Because we'll, th- I somewhere. mean, think about it. Like, what would be the practical? Like, why would you want this? It was yeah. to experience stuff that feels real. So it's like you're gonna see those. Have you seen those? Uh, they are called surrogates. Like those. Uh, no, a proxy. The proxies, like it's like a stick with an iPad on the top and wheels. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's like, gonna be a lot of that, but in like Paris and like like Rome and shit. Like, yeah. I want to go on vacation. I'll just log into a proxy for five dollars an hour. You know what's funny about that though? Yeah, it would have to be a service that's maintained over there by a company because if you just bought one and sent it, someone would just steal it. <laughs> and you'd be like, like, oh, lost another one, honey. Every time I send a, a proxy to Rome, he gets kidnapped. This is unbelievable. <laughs> it gets sold for parts on the black market. And then I can log into it, and it sounds like it's screaming. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of fun to get stabbed, though, without <laughs> getting stabbed. That would be a thing, too. Like, you would put on... I had this idea... Years ago, like, <laughs> what would there be a game where you just log in and it's just you strapped to a chair and a guy just walks up and just shoots you and that's the game? <laughs> <laughs> like that's a, like level two is they shove you out of an airplane with no parachute. Like it's and you like, just experience falling and slapping on the ground. And, the ground. <laughs> and, and the moment you hit, you're like, well, I'm dead, but then you're fine. Like that's that'll be a thing that VR will do. What if like level two is you hit the ground but you can still crawl and you have to get. <laughs> <laughs> With just my all my arms and legs are broken, and you can look around and you look behind you, and your bone is sticking out of your elbow, and you're like, "Fuck, that's gnarly." They well, <laughs> there is a. I feel like there would be a market for shit like that. Oh, like I would so play that game. There's a game that came out. Dude, for, horror games would be so fucking scary. I wouldn't want to play them anymore. I know. There's a, <laughs> They'd be so real. There was a. There's a game that came out that was just like for life preserver awareness. And the way the game works is, <laughs> it's it's almost like it looks like a live action movie. I think it is for the most part. Is Ashton what, Kutcher in it? No, no, no. With Kevin Costner. What happens is you're on a boat with a friend, and you're not wearing a life jacket, Ooh. and you accidentally <laughs> fall off the boat, and they're going. Does forward. your friend push you and go whoops? No, he goes whoops. <laughs> but then the thing is, the boat speeds off, and it does not come back. I want to make that very clear. Hmm. The boat the boat stays on course going away from you. And you're floating in the ocean and the goal is to see how long you can stay afloat before you fall you just sink to the bottom. What and are the drown. controls of this game? You press X to struggle. <laughs> I swear to God, there's this no is a tread thing. water button for those of us who grew up in suburb the suburbs and got to swim in our friends' houses. And you can't just like, oh, can I just back float? Like that would work. And like, nope, you die. And that's the whole premise. It's like, wear a life preserver, even if you're having a fun time on a boat with a friend. Always wear a life preserver. And the whole premise of the game was, it's like, I'm gonna log into this. I'm gonna play until I drown. And it's like, it's kind of dumb with controls, but mm-hmm. with a VR headset. I don't know. I'd want to see that. Yeah. That'd be weird. Oh, so right now it's a game on your, like a TV or a computer you get, screen. It's just like a thing you can do. Where is this? I don't, I looked, I watched. Oh, you a, read like a thing. I watched, a, no, I watched a Let's Play. 
Um, for this, because like, <laughs> is I it ha- on Steam? It's probably on Steam. All the games that people are popular on Let's Play, I already have. I don't need to see people play those, so I watch shit that I would never buy. Yeah, and that was one of the things where I'm like, that is a weird experience that you would just do that. Do you have No Man's Sky? No. Oh, okay. We'll, I'm. We'll talk about that later. I yeah, guess. Yeah. I might get it. I got. I got a new PS4 again. Yeah. So come to my house and rob me. No, please don't. I'm. Uh, please don't come and rob my, me. My my impression of No Man's Sky is largely <sighs> underwhelming. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't look like what I'd want to play because it and I could tell like the trailers were all like here go to another planet and yeah the colors are different but it's the same. Yeah. And I'm just like so then there's one thing in the middle of the galaxy which I didn't spoil for myself but I kind of want to and I'm just like is that the one thing that's cool and then everything else is just flying around collecting shit. It's not even like cool shit. It's not like like in Assassin's Creed you pick up little music notes and then you get a shanty for your boat. No, it's sing. more it's more like you're picking up uh Minerals, uh, re- minerals, yeah, and it's like it's less robust than Minecraft. You and you and, and your weapons and equipment don't even have names. It's like blaster level f- plus four. That's seriously what they do. Yeah, uh, it doesn't. I mean, I bet it's cool for like like a few hours, and then maybe once you get going, and you get a nice ship. It's kind of fun, but I bet for, for the most part, I've heard like let's plays are not fun to watch because they're just like running around watching animals run. Like it's just not. Yeah, the, all the impressions I've gotten of it are like. This is the game loop is very quick to learn, and once you learn yeah. it, you're like, so what? And and the the thing that sucks about it is, it's such a cool idea, and the fact that they were able to do what they've done is pretty amazing. It's just like it doesn't quite do what you want it to ultimately do. Like for me, I would want to fly to a new planet and discover a civilization of like ant people that live in floating towers in the sky and they have like a robust like republic and they're having a civil war like i would <laughs> you know what i mean like the real the cool game would be to go and discover that shit with like a ship and your crew that, well, the like pre- star trek that's like a game of games then yeah but i'm just saying like that would be like the ultimate vr experience is like living in that crazy mo- world like the moment i heard no man's sky was what it what the concept was behind mm-hmm. it i was just like that technologically there's no way that can work no they would have to have spent they would have to have been working on it for much longer than they have well and so that's why it's like all the planets are relatively sparse it's because it's, yeah the, the universe is that big but it's not that exciting to go look at it. I mean, I compare it to something like this is all from not playing it yet. I'm just no, but it. it's no because it's like I compare it to like Diablo, which I feel is an accurate assessment. Which is like Diablo, uh, one and two and three. It's procedurally generated content where it's oh my god, look, it's, it's a, there's a tunnel here when there could have been a door. Like you'll walk through a dungeon and the dungeon will be different every time. Uh, it's that I didn't know concept. That. I thought it was like levels they constructed. Nope. Like there are set pieces that look the same no matter what. But for the most part, it's like, okay, I'm going to walk through this desert. The spots I go to in this desert are going to be different every time I go through this desert. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to be so different that I don't know it's this desert. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, oh, those obelisks are still there, but yeah, they're it's different still spots. That ob- yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No Man's Sky is that concept extrapolated out into planets. Into such a big number that no one's ever even going to experience it all so wide. Like, it's almost like they did it as an exercise to prove they could. But, but think about it like this. It's kind of like if I said Diablo has 18 quadrillion different dungeons. So I could say that even if it meant, well, by that I mean we've crunched the numbers and there's like 18 quadrillion different combinations that could come up. Mm -hmm. All of them remarkably similar. 
Yeah. Like, they're all going to use the same art and assets over and over again. And, like, the... The yeah. colors will change slightly. Yeah, the terrain will be different. Maybe sometimes there's floating rocks. Maybe sometimes there's, there's just stalactites. Yeah. Or stalagmites. And it's like... Sorry. Mites the, come out of the ground. Tights hang on the ceiling. There's... there's <laughs> technologically, I think what people want out of this game, because I know what I wanted out of it, was the thing that you said. Yeah. And it's like, that's impossible. There's no way. You know what they, they could do that. What I yeah, I just I think what I what I want is like I don't even want it like I don't need it. I would rather they have like a small one where there's like a th- like maybe 10,000 worlds. I would like it if they had one that was just the earth and it was to scale, okay? <laughs> yeah. I would like that. I would like a two scale earth to travel through. That would be pretty crazy. That in and of itself is outrageous. Or what about like if they did the solar system sort of like Leviathan way or the expanse on sci fi, the book series? Yeah. And they did they did that and then you had like then it's like and then then it would be because I do I like th- I think this game would be stronger if you could run into people, but this game is all about like you're never gonna run into anybody ever, and yet everyone's in the same universe. Yeah, and it's just like that's stupid. Why even say that we're all in the same universe if we don't get to see each other's planets? I wanna I wanna discover uh, buttfuckadopia. You know, like <laughs> like that's the that would be part of the fun to me about that game is like. If it's not going to be that exciting when it's like the exciting part will be getting there and seeing what someone did on that planet. Like they built a stupid house or they did a it's, made a giant dick in the wall or something. Yeah. I mean, those are crass, dumb things. But you know what I mean? I mean, is I don't think there is crafting in this on that scale. It's I've heard like that I they can, might put it in later, but I feel like that was speculation. I don't know if that was anything they said they would that do. That the game doesn't already have like a Minecraft light in it is insane. Yeah. Because that's what it should have had to be like. At least, like, here's all these planets. There's nothing on them, but you can put shit there if like, you want. Like, I think it'd be cooler if this, even if this game was, like, space, like, rust in space. I don't know what rust is. What? I never Dude, you're going to have so much fun watching YouTube about it. <laughs> it's like, it's this game where you start out naked with, like, a stick. And then you just build up your stuff and you get things. Okay. And it's a PC game, I think, only. And you just... And, like, so you can team up with, like, it's one world, or there's, like, servers, probably. It's probably, like, Minecraft where there's servers. And you go around, and you can, like, team up with friends or other people and build, like, societies, sort of, or, like, forts and stuff. But then, like, people will troll people. So, like, like my friend Corey Frew, who we should have as a guest at some point, he's a very funny improviser. He was teleporting Fat Guy on uh, Smosh Network. <laughs> He's he's been recognized on the street. Yeah, he's very cool, very funny guy. He uh, he told me he would do this thing where he would walk up to like the middle of people fighting, and just oh, I forgot what he would say, but his character would be wearing a shirt and no pants. <laughs> so and your dick is out, like there's a dick and it's out. Yeah. So he would just walk around and he would be like, oh no no oh this is what he would do. <laughs> it's kind of racist, but he would go up and do like a horrible Vietnamese impression, like <laughs> accent, and just be like, hey, I'm here to do your cable. I need. I need to come check out your cable connection. And then they're just like, what? <laughs> and they're trying to murder each other. He's like, hey, come in. Yo, uh, let me come inside. You, your electricity is wrong. I need to fix it. <laughs> and like, just like solicit stupid shit. That's pretty funny, actually. Yeah, actually, after we're, we do this, I want to see if we can find some funny ones. Because <laughs> I heard this. There's another, uh, the Comedy Button podcast. Anthony Gallegos was talking about some absolutely hilarious, like, things he did while playing it like he would just troll people and it's just like a fucking ridiculous game <laughs> it's like adult minecraft 
Okay. So I can see that. Yeah, like it's not cube. Like it's it's better graphics, yeah. but it's all it's just you still build up. It's just a le- it's just super more immersive. Yeah. Than No Man's Sky. Yeah. Which is not. Which we've gone on a tangent about. So I guess this episode includes a No Man's Sky discussion. Yeah, even though it shouldn't have. But I mean, we were getting That's into okay. talking about like, you know. We're a conversational podcast. Look, we're talking about immersiveness in video games. Yeah, and PlayStation. And PlayStation in particular. You're the, you're the one who's worried about the structure. I'm like not as worried about it. But it's nice to have it. And it keeps us on track. Which, speaking of on track, let's get to the second thing. Yes. Star Wars, wait, okay, Rogue One, A Star, a Star Wars, Wars story. story, Trailer 2. Trailer 2. Finally dropped. I'm afraid there'll be one more trailer and I'll watch it. I kind of don't want to see any more and I want to see it, but it's like when the trailers drop, I just watch them. I feel like this trailer is magnificent. It is really good. It's so cool. It gives the, because vi- if you look at the way they cut, it looks like this is a spy movie. Yeah, it cut. It, it's like, a ragtag. If it, I mean, like heist it, spy movie. Exactly, or it's like there's going to be a big weapons test, and they're showing the weapon. And Actually, it's like, st- it's like that sounds like, like a James Bond movie. This is like the Suicide Squad movie we should have had, because <laughs> it's like all of these like disparate sort of you know, like but it's more. It looks like it's a little bit more serious. Like it's not going to be goofy like Guardians of the Galaxy. No, this looks a little bit more terse. Yeah, this looks like that's a good word. It looks Professor. more. It looks more like. It looks like a spy, like a legitimate, like a spy thriller type movie. Yeah, with war elements, like well, a spy war movie. Yeah, and they and sneaking what I, behind enemy lines. Exactly, and what I love about this this trailer is immediately the thing that I didn't like about a For- the Force Awakens, besides it being like a carbon copy of a New Hope, is that. And again, I love that movie. I just there's things I don't like. Right, exactly. And the other thing I didn't like about it is I felt like they didn't really show us more of Star Wars, like the universe. I wanted to see scale. I wanted to see cities, people. I wanted to see like culture happening. And this trailer actually showed us quite a bit. It opens on, on, and so we found out, or at least I found out that, uh, I mean, it's on the internet that that city and that planet where they meet, uh, we'll get to him, but, um, Ipmon, what's his name? The actor, Donnie Yen, his character, they live on a planet called Jedha, like J E D H A or something. And it's like, so the it's like an analog for the Holy Land, like it's and so the speculation is that that's where Kyber crystals are. So the Empire wants it for Death Star, like the laser. Makes sense. And then like people want it for like it's it was where they got Jedi crystals like sometimes. Although in the Clone Wars we also see that they go to that ice planet and get them there. So Island? maybe there's huh? Island? Probably. No. I don't know. I just remember. They they do that in that show. They're always about crystals. The crystals just make lightsabers. It's dumb. Anyway. Yeah. Well, apparently they make giant death rays too. Um, well, that's that's speculation. I don't think that part. But but the planet is called Jeddah, and it does serve that sort of like you know, there's people who want to keep it like sacred or or you know whatever. And the emperor's the empire's coming in like we're gonna take the resources and do the shit. Right. And so it's kind of like uh, I think there's also that shot of the the star destroyer hovering over that other part of the planet i think that's also jetta yeah so uh yeah i just liked that we feel it feels like we're finally getting some more scale like there's people living in this universe it's not just a planet that we cut to and gets destroyed by a giant red laser for a minute or this whole planet can be summed up by this one cantina we visit yeah which which is is, super common yeah and that's what i'm really hoping that the rest of these you know a star wars story uh, movies are i mean i also hope episode eight shows us more stuff like i want them to go to a planet with like purple sky you know like they just yeah feels like a, and it i like that they're filming on location for stuff like the tropical planet looks beautiful but i feel like you're gonna run out of 
oh, this is a snow planet. This is a forest moon. This is a desert planet. Like they've already done desert planets. Like for twice. the mo- I mean, for the most part, like with Star Wars planets, it's like the whole planet has one biosphere. It's really weird. Yeah. Yeah, like, and that doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Like Tatooine is just desert, three hundred sixty degrees of desert, and it's like that. There's no way. Yeah. That life could exist on a planet of just desert naturally. Yeah. And like why there, would anyone want to live there? There wouldn't be air. There wouldn't be oxygen because there's no plants to turn the carbon dioxide into oxygen. A lot of weird questions about Tatooine. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's why Star Wars is different than Star Trek. It's more like. You know, we're just having a good time. You know, yeah. Star Trek's like we're going to be accountable for the science a little bit. But Star Wars, this one, uh, Rogue One looks more like, it doesn't look like the Star Wars main films in the sense that it doesn't look like, you probably shouldn't bring a kid to this. Yeah. Like, this seems like a little bit more like. It's a little darker. Violent and brutal is what I would describe this as. You could, Yeah, you can see that on the villain uh Ben Mendelsohn is an actor. You can see it on his face. Yeah, he, he looks, looks mean. He as looks fuck. very like yeah. sinister. He's playing a character named Director Orson Krennic, and he is the one who's like overseeing the construction of the Death Star. Yeah, and he's got a cool cape. Bringing, yeah, he was you know, very villainous cape. Yeah, it's very cool. He's like, rocking that cape. And apparently, he has a group of dark troopers, which you see in the trailer, like for a minute on that tropical planet. I think they're like wearing black armor. Pretty sure. Uh, do they explain what the dark troopers? Because I know what the dark troopers are from the the, the pre- expanded yeah yeah the the legends now yeah I don't they're not like in dark forces where they're like suits I mean they're like they're just I think they're like highly trained stormtroopers in black uniforms oh, okay I'm assuming because you know, in like dark a, troopers it's like they were also like robots yeah. yeah no these are like I think these are supposed to be more like like the the Navy SEALs of the Empire you know like just the really badass okay. You know, the Rick flags, if you will. Pretty dope. <laughs> uh, but we got to see, like... Um, more. So Jen Erso, the main character, uh, she's not Ray's mother. That'd be stupid. Yeah. It wouldn't be too stupid, but it, it's like, come on. That's... I I mean, we've... I've heard this... Like, people go both ways. I would rather she's not, because I want them to show that this is a huge universe, which it is. Like, it's a... Not, like, like not everything has to happen to Clan Skywalker. We yeah. We don't need to give a fuck about that. It's a galaxy far, far away. And yeah. the galaxy is enormous. Yes. And, it, and there's way bigger ones than ours, and there's way smaller ones. And either way, they're huge. Yeah. Even the smallest ones are massive. So, yeah. So, I, I'm hoping, like, it only has a tertiary connection to the, the other stories in Star Wars, just because it's, like it's happening in the same universe. Yeah. And the cool thing is too, is that none of these characters are in the other movies. So anyone can die. Yeah. Except for like Mon Mothma. Oh yeah. She survives. But, but she has the vibe of like, I'm the president giving this very secret mission. Yeah, exactly. Again, like a spy movie would. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I, that's the thing I'm most excited about with rogue one is that I know, and I've said it before. is like, this is going to be a way to see the star Wars universe that, if you're not reading the like all you really get if you're just going from the movies is very it's like a very limited view of what the universe is which again yeah. was why them destroying the expanded universe was such a travesty. Yeah, um, but I mean I think it's because that way they have a clean slate to build a new expanded for that that's official than the movies. I know movies. and I I don't have a as long as it's not as long as we don't watch this and it's like it comes down to well I wish we had a Jedi or if one of us is a Jedi then mm-hmm. that's fine. But it looks like there's like zero lightsabers in this movie, which no, makes me very thrilled. I think one of the 
the, the the points like one of the things that they wanted from this movie is to tell a story that did not have the force in it. Yeah. And I mean, they'll definitely reference it because it's a mass. It's an important thing in the universe. But I think that, you know, like like, OK, so we can talk about um, um, uh, Donnie Yen's character who plays Ipman. He's amazing. He plays a character named Chir- Chirrut Imwe, Inwe, Imwe with an M. And he's a I think he's a blind warrior and he he's like he believes in the force, but he can't use it. So you hear him talking about the force in the trailer, but he's not like gonna use. Is he? Does he? So he has like force sensitivity, or he just likes it. I think he. I think he's like. Um, what's his name's character in the Force Awakens? The guy, the old guy that dies at the beginning, Lor Santeca. Oh. He. I think he's like. He might be like part of that religion because there's like a religion, the Church of the Force or something. So it's like people who who worship or they live by the code of the, the Jedi, maybe, but they're not force sensitive. Interesting. Yeah. Like if I, I have new. the there's yeah. There's a uh, the the Force Awakens visual thing, and they talk about that stuff in there. Huh. So go pick that up, guys. Let's check it out. So I, I think he's my guess is that he's like part of that group of people. Okay. But you know he looks appropriately badass. He like kicks all the stormtroopers' ass. I'm With really a stick. Super dope. What I'm really curious to see like is he like Daredevil, where he's sort of like tr- like not maybe not superhuman, but he just trained himself to like really hear and use his other senses or does he have maybe maybe he is force sensitive but he's not a jedi you know or he could be like he could be force sensitive and just not been trained to be a jedi but just learned somehow on his own to like use it just enough that's a lot of jedis that's a lot of people in the in the star wars universe anyway yeah because if you think about it there's a long time not a super long time but long enough that there's no jedi temple so there's there's people being born who are force sensitive still like it's not like it just happens that they're like just because the Jedi Temple's gone doesn't mean there aren't people being born. Well, the one push. the one thing that you can take away from the Phantom Menace uh-huh. of value is you kind of get a sense of how they get Jedi. Is if you're not born in a core world, how would they know? Yeah, they can't just detect every Jedi in the galaxy at all times. They don't have a cerebro. No, they don't. <laughs> Good. So it's there. like so so they're like oh. This kid could be a Jedi, and it's like, whoa, he could probably be a pretty good Jedi. Well, that that's one thing that that annoys me about the Star Wars movies so far is they haven't ever accounted for or mentioned what happens to Je- – I mean, there's just too many people to be like, all the Jedis go to the Jedi Temple. Like, there's got to be thousands, if not millions of people all over the galaxy who just never get trained – and I feel like that would be a great way for Sith Lords to pop up because these people are untrained. They get upset. They find their power and they just like let the passion like guide them and then they learn the wrong way to use it. Like I've always thought and that's what makes me so upset about the Phantom Menace is there's that scene where they're like he's too old. The boy cannot be trained. And they're like but he is the chosen one. Eh. He has more he has more force powers than Yoda. Fuck it. We'll just like say, fuck you, kid. Like, you don't think that's going to bite you in the ass someday? <laughs> like, their priority in that movie should have been like, we're training this kid because he's going to be a good guy. He's not going to ruin everything. <laughs> it's like, what did you think? You're just going to let him go and he's just going to live out his life? I mean, if he's but that powerful. But would he have ever known? No, but he knew he was doing pod racing and then they he found him and they told him he had the force. They Yeah, but did he know that beforehand? I mean, what? the premise is like, okay, now... It's like, yeah, I'm pretty good at this thing I do. Like, well, that's because you have the force. It's like, oh, well, yeah, really? I guess if Qui-Gon hadn't found him, he would have just kept being he like, I'm special. He would have just been special. some kid who could, yeah, that's all that would have happened to him. But you never know. Like, I like, I don't know how, I mean, I guess they need to set up more how the force works, but I could just imagine him like growing up and he became such a douchebag in the movies, at least. Yeah. So it's like, 
that unguided and unchecked would be even worse than how he ends up because they tried to make him good and he still ended up evil. So it's like just imagine that kid just being emo, like murdering people, just like fuck it and like choking them without even knowing what he's doing. Yeah. And then just being like he doesn't – if you grow up and you just hear stories about Jedi and Sith, you don't know – you know yeah i don't know i mean well i mean like even in the star wars universe in every depiction it's like jedi are super rare yeah like legitimate people who can control the force are crazy rare like yeah. that's why that's why it's such a big deal when someone's a jedi knight it's like there's only like there's not that many of that scene in uh uh episode two where they're on whatever that planet is I forget. But at the arena and all oh, the Jedi Geonosis? are there. Yeah, Geonosis. And all the Jedi are there. That's all of them. That well, was every Jedi. I bet there was like a hundred that were on missions already. That they couldn't. <laughs> I just, I don't so like. It's like 200 guys. Because it's a galaxy. Like, I just, I feel like that's what I don't want them to forget is like, it's literally a galaxy that's, we have 8 billion people on this planet. This one planet. Yeah. 8 billion. So like, just expand that out to like. Like say a billion planets, like it's, or even a million planets. It's a, it's the content of like Rogue One should be able to be the, such a thing. Like I don't think they need a Jedi. I'm just saying like no no no. But it, it's sort of like it should be able to stand on its own as a mo- as like a, just a movie in mm-hmm. space. Yeah, and makes like if you know the universe, or even if you don't know it. Yeah, you shouldn't have. I shouldn't have to have seen. Uh, a new hope yeah to get the context of this movie yeah like they, Does that they, make sense? they should they should be able to do enough like at the beginning like look here's the empire they're evil they're building which they a super do, weapon which they have the, the opening crawl can do that and they, they you know they're gonna have one they said i thought they said they might not do one. Oh, they have to but it's not a star wars episode it's a star wars story it, well <laughs> and rogue uh, rebels rebels and rebels doesn't do it well, here's something interesting that, yeah, Rebels doesn't do it. That's fair. But Clone Wars does, right? I think so. They do They they do a, a newsreel-type uh, recount. So they have that one guy do the voice. Like, he goes, last time on the Clone Wars. That's funny. General Yoda, blah, blah, blah. And then <laughs> and then they do just quick cuts. And then sometimes they have that little, like, like a little fortune cookie message. Yeah. You, know, you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, I, know, I know this isn't canon, mm-hmm. but um, in the Old Republic... Whenever yeah. you would start a new character, the fir- the opening cinematic is an opening crawl. Yeah, that would say like the like whatever class you picked would be the name of the adventure. You're like the smuggler, uh, the force in the the Sith Inquisitor, and it tells like a little opening crawl story. Yeah, that kind of sets up like everything that's about to happen mm. on your adventure. Mm-hmm. But like if they don't do an opening crawl, it's like, well then their world building is good. I almost wish they. I almost hope they do do an opening crawl because it's like that does all the world building you need right there. Yeah. Well, and it's yeah, it's it's just, uh, that's how Star Wars is, and it it does it gets out of the way so you don't have awkward expository dialogue. You don't yeah. have to do. You can just set up the major conflict Cause, and then you can have all the characters talk like they would, knowing oh I already know this, and then when they're explaining anything, it's just because that character's. Because when you think about the opening part of the, of A New Hope, it's like okay, they tell you like there's this empire, it's attacking, uh, they stole the plans. Yeah, and then there's that opening shot of uh, Princess Leia's uh, Corellian Corvette getting the shit kicked out of it by a star destroyer. And you're yeah, like, I understand most of this universe already. Yeah, just from that. And you also know, like, oh, the rebels are 
they're rebels because they don't have all the power. Like they're trying to, and, the, and like the, the small, like it's visually on screen, like the small ship versus this big massive one. Yeah, and the big yeah. and, the, and the villains come in, and it's like, oh, they all wear they all wear the same uniform, which means they're evil for some reason. Fascism. Whatever. Yeah, fascism. Yeah, Nazis. Yeah, so in space. So Rogue One, I feel, has to differentiate itself enough such that it can stand on its own. Like if I don't know a New Hope. Or if I don't know, but at this point, which is insane, but mm-hmm. if I don't know about those movies, I should be okay watching Rogue One. But it helps and it makes it cooler when they throw in a reference that you might not get without it. Absolutely. Like, like Saw Gerrera, where like... Yeah, like Saw Gerrera. Uh, Forrest Whitaker's character, he's from the Clone Wars, which is really fucking cool because it's the first animated character to get turned into a live action character. Yeah. I was really hoping that they would throw Ahsoka Tano in this, but... Fingers crossed. Time, time will tell. I'm actually, I'm actually really curious because Rebels is a show about the Rebel Alliance beginning, and the, and then this movie is about the Rebel Alliance and these characters. And I'm kind of surprised they didn't cast one of them. Like they could have had Kanan, or they could have had like an adult Ezra. I mean, the only problem with that is then you kind of spoil that show. Yeah, because then it's like what happens at the end of those characters. But then it also kind of goes. So the those characters they're effective, but they only affect up to a point so that they don't affect the story like that becomes a problem i think again but the universe is super big yeah but i mean the rebel alliance is kind of small like they're ragtag yeah there's like a fleet and most of their fleet comes from mon calamari yeah (laughs) you know yeah so i don't know it's it's tricky but i mean maybe we'll get a cameo like maybe we'll get like Hera or something i don't need cameos in this movie i would prefer it if all the characters in this movie even die at the end because it's like i don't need I don't need to to see this movie be super interconnected with the others. Yeah. And that's kind of the benefit of it. Because it's like this movie can do something that the mainline Star Wars movies can't. And the trailer seems to indicate like that's what they're trying what, to achieve. Well, yeah. Well, the next the ne- episode 8 could do a lot. I mean, they could kill a lot of the characters cuz we don't know what happens to them. Like with the prequels we knew certain characters would be alive. Like Obi-Wan was not going to die. Uh, like Anakin was not going to die; he was going to become Darth Vader. I, I, I'm but with Poe po Dameron pretty, could kill, could get killed, you know. But like, I'm pretty confident Ray's going to make it. Yeah, <laughs> but like, how big of a crazy twist would it be if Ray gets killed and they set her up like a Game of Thrones sort of? Uh, would be, they really set this character that would up be and then amazing. they die. It that would, would be a very hard for me to watch. The only reason that that's probably not possible is because it's Star Wars and because they want to hit that four quadrants. See, if if it was the kind of thing where it was like. If if it was if she was a character in Rogue One, yeah, I could totally see her getting like took out. Yeah, but they they can veer away from from a, from like the pattern of the originals or the pre, the 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 first series. But it's like they can only veer so much before they're like we're not really doing Star Wars anymore. Yeah, we're doing Rogue One or something similar. Well. I mean, plot-wise, they can do anything. The thing that makes it Star Wars is the visuals, like s- the stormtroopers, the X-wings, the way the lasers shoot out, the, I'm the, the gonna, ship design. I'm gonna disagree with you there. Oh, really? For the main movies, they they really what makes it. Star oh, you're Wars, talking about Episode Eight. I was talking about yeah. Rogue One. Oh yeah, no, Rogue One. You're absolutely right. What yeah, makes yeah, it yeah, Star yeah. Wars is the universe. No, you're right. Episode Eight has to stick to Hero's Journey, but I yeah. do I do want it to surprise me. Like I don't want them to do Empire Strikes Back again. No, that would suck. That would be so upsetting. Like I mean, maybe Snoke, maybe Snoke it is, but <laughs> like, okay, so say like Kylo Ren and Rey end up on a Cloud City like installation, and she and falls they're with her hand cut off, yeah, or her leg or some bullshit, and then Kylo Ren reveals, "I'm your brother," like, 
<laughs> that would make me so upset if they did that. Yeah. What I want is something where like, I don't know, just like Kylo Ren calls in his, his Knights of Ren and they like in the middle of the film is a giant lightsaber fight with like Ray and like three of them. And she barely gets out alive. I don't know. Something cool. Like just different. I want it different. Yeah. That's all. I, I just want a different structure. I'm ho- Yeah. But I'm hoping that eight veers away enough that it's sufficiently different. But Rogue, yeah. but, okay. but Rogue One, yeah. Rogue We're, One, we keep getting on these tangents. It's okay. It's okay. Because it's like it's a trailer. There's not a lot there, but there mm-hmm. is a lot there, if that makes sense. Like, we get to see, like, some practical stuff, like some of the set pieces. Like, yeah. there's, that, there's that scene where... Um, there's a lot of explosions, people flipping in the air. Regina also, she's walking up. To, she's hurt, and then there's a TIE fighter that comes up. And oh, it's that's like, so oh, cool. fuck. You get to it see... It looks so amazing. What's the name of the, the dude in the red armor just shooting stormtroopers? And they're like, oh, they took oh. our home. Whatever. His name is... Hold on, hold on, hold on. It is Wen Jang, and he's playing Baze Malbus. And he's... Uh, this is the only thing that's a little troubling is he's friends with Chirrut Imwi. The both Asian guys are friends in Star Wars for some reason. They're probably on the same planet. Yeah, so... But, like, you get to see him shooting people in cool armor. You get to see, like, a missile launcher hit and I'm going to say AT-AT because that's how I say it. I don't see. Yeah, we don't need to get into that. But um, as long as we don't get mad at each other for saying it, Uh, it's actually an ATACT. Oh, what's the C for? Uh, Combat. It's like carrier transport or something like that. Oh, neat. Okay, but uh, so so we get we get to see like um, some some more of the big set piece battles, and it feels like guerrilla. Like it feels like the rebels. Like they're these people on the ground. They don't have like. They don't have tanks and shit. They have like little rocket launchers they stole. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. it feels like that sort of guerrilla warfare that the Rebel Alliance that you that's the connotation you get. And then we also get a part in the trailer where it's kind of like there's still that wonder of Star Wars when that robot walks up to Jen and she's like, "The captain says you're okay. I won't kill you." Yeah. And, well, and I like, love that weird sense of humor that that robot has. Yeah. Like, and you're looking at it and it's like that's a I can't, K two S O and it's played by Alan Tudyk. I cannot tell if that is practical or if it's CG. Yeah, we were looking at it, and I was like, that's really good CG. And you were like, but it looks so real. And I'm like, Like, the yeah. light hits it just right. Like, it yeah. looks practical. I bet it's a and mixture. It, it might be. Mm-hmm. But it's shit like that that makes it like, I mean, the oh, movie yeah. can still do all the stuff, like the wonder of Star Wars, where it looks real. Well, it they, looks lived they in. show that there's that shot of, uh, where I'm assuming it's Jin and, um, and then Diego Luna's character, Captain Cassian Andor. And they're in that U-Wing, which is that new ship, the drop ship they're in. Yeah. And there's that shot of it kind of flying through like a sandstorm or some crazy thing. And I'm like, what is that? That looks like a cool set piece. And just like that scale. Like I feel like this movie is going to show us more of the universe. Like I was saying earlier, I really want to see like weird planets and like weird situations. And like this is a planet where the mountains flip over every two hours. You know, like (laughs) (laughs) like, these insane things that I'm like, that's what a space opera is supposed to do. Yeah. I don't want to just go to another place where like I could go to Thailand and see it. You know, like I want to go to another planet and be like, I've never seen this yeah. before. We got to see uh Saw Gerrera with, if you remember the first trailer, he was bald. Yeah. Now he has hair again. So it's either. That's gotta goes, be a reshoot or he loses his hair somewhere in the movie. Yeah. Or, or there's like a flashback and it's just to show that it's like, that was in the past and this is the future now or the so present. Ridiculous. Yeah. So I don't know. It'd be interesting if they just cut out all the scenes of him being bald. And it was just like, ah, he has hair we, now. We don't know what it is they reshot. Yeah. But we I also mean, don't re- know what he does because he's only in that – it seems like he's only in that one scene kind of with her. Like he's just going to get killed the moment he cuts off the – Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's like – Because he doesn't seem to be with them when they're in the ship like, let's do this kind of thing. Yeah. 
But well, I, I mean, we can only tell. We can't tell that much. Yeah. From the trailer, which is great. I don't want to know too much. Yeah. I need to stop reading things. Yeah. <laughs> I think I I feel like this trailer is superior to the first one. Mm-hmm. I don't have the same feelings I did as I did for like Force Awakens. Yeah, trailer, that one gave me that's, feels. That's yeah. impossible. There's no way that they can recapture. Well, that. yeah, because you don't have you. You're introducing all new characters. You don't have like Han Solo stepping on the Millennium Falcon, going Chewie. Yeah, we don't Bro. we don't have that that because yeah. that movie was was really like <laughs> that movie used a lot of nostalgia for its build up, which is fine. Yeah. This movie is not yeah. is definitely not that. This movie f- really does all, from the trailers feel like it's like it's really trying to be its own thing. Yeah, but it also has a really fun vibe. Like it almost has one thing I just thought of that it reminds me of is the feel of the Daniel Craig Bond movies, like just sort of like this reckless like. Like this is James Bond, but not what you're familiar with. Yeah, I mean, he's not. They're not like, oh, we're gonna sleep with the sexy. W-, but like, just that sort of like, like these people are roguish. They're like, they have a hard edge to them. They're like, kind of devil may care. I mean, like Riz Ahmed's character is Bodhi Rook, and he's like a pilot who was flying for the Empire. But I think, but he he's also on that planet. I think. Yeah. And he is like, you know, he switches sides because I don't. It's one of those like he was probably forced to help them, and he's right, like, oh right, fuck, right. these guys, you guys are gonna fight them. Okay, let's do this. And so like just this all this like sort of like this disparate crew that comes together, and they but they all have like sordid past. I mean, obviously Jin Erso has a sordid past because they're like they. They have her in irons or whatever, and they're like, you're going to help us. And she's like, I don't want to, but I guess I will because you have something on Yeah, it. she's like a criminal rogue agent. They bring in, like, we're going to take time off your sentence. Yeah. We're going to put a bomb in your neck also. And then we also this know. This Killer Croc. Have fun with him. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, I'm going to say this. So if you guys want to stop listening in case it's a thing you don't want to hear, I mean, I've it's been kind of officially announced, but Mads Mikkelsen's character. So don't listen for, like, five minutes or don't listen to the rest. I don't know. But he's he's playing Jen Erso's father. And so he's kind of like the Oppenheimer, like the scientist who's designing the Death Star or something like that. He's all, he's also the guy building it. He's in the he's the dude in the, in the cape. No, that's Ben Mendelsohn. Oh, okay. Mads Mikkelsen is the he was Le Chiffre in Dame, in Casino Royale. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, he played the most recent thing he did that he's famous for is Hannibal. Oh shit! I love that the guy. The TV show, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. He's also uh, the bad guy in the new Doctor Strange film. I that love that out. guy. Yeah, he's fucking fantastic. So he actually, he broke the story. I don't think he was supposed to. He was on some weird talk show in Sweden or something. And he goes, uh, I am playing Jen Erso's father. Like, he just said it. And then everyone was like, I don't think he was supposed to say that yet. So it's now like, it's official. Yeah. It's out there. So, but yeah, so it, that's interesting. It kind of, it's that story of like, you know, the, the scientist who's being used the wrong way by the bad guys. Doesn't that sort of... They did that in a... The Man from Uncle, which I finally watched like right. a month ago. But doesn't that sort of destroy the plot of Episode Two? Because uh, there's the they Attack are, of the Clones. Yeah, because doesn't that end with them t- ha- having the Death Star plans already? Well, he might be he might be the one that they've hired. Like, well, he could have been doing it back then. I mean, he's like 50, 60 years old. You could say, you know, so he could be like a oh, younger like, guy. So like, oh yeah. So it's like, mm-hmm. or that, or he's just like, they are the plans. You need to figure out how to make this practical. Yeah. Yeah. And he could, I mean, he could have been, yeah, exactly. Like we want this death laser and they like, maybe they scooped him up cause they knew he was working on some kind of energy transference or some technology. And they're like, well, that'd be nice to have a planet destroying, you know, I mean, who knows? Yeah. Also, I mean, they might start retconning the prequels. Which wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. My my sort of soft dream 
and soft uh, speculation is that once they've released this new trilogy, 789, they're going to remake the prequels and make them good. Because <laughs> by then, George Lucas might be dead, and also who cares? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's a little shitty, but it's like, come on, he really did a bad job. And, like, it would be cool to, like, get those movies right, you know? Yeah. To really cast them appropriately and have, like... Because the Anakin story should have been really cool. It should have been really intense, like, dark. And it's... You know, even if it's not super dark, just dark enough. Like, not the kiddie movies that they were, you know? Yeah. Not the silly thing that I can it, tell jokes it, about on there stage. Was, there was no point in those movies when you're like, yeah, he's for sure going to be fucked up when he's older. Yeah. Like, it was like the whole movie was like, I know. And it didn't even make it like, maybe he'll be okay. No, they were just making every decision for that character was like, he's going to be fucked up when he's older. Why can you guys not see It, it feels like they went to the He's gross... throwing grown-up diva tantrums. Of course yeah. he's going to kill all of you. No, I mean, his character is like... Like some soccer mom's kid named Cameron that they scooped up from a hot topic and were like, now you have powers. <laughs> like that's how he behaves. And that's not, that's like the wrong way to play it. Yeah. In my opinion. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most people agree with us. Can't I don't think really... we're, we're like preaching to the choir for the most part. I mean, you can't, you can't really sympathize with him becoming evil. It's like, I get why he became evil. It's like, no, well, I don't. They, it's they, so stupid. Yeah, it's like they just didn't set it up correctly. Like, there was a way to do it, and they just didn't execute it. Yeah. It's like, I mean, like, just like, just the whole concept of the Emperor or, or Palpatine or whatever, he's like, I know about the dark side. And he's not skeptical. Like, they don't build that relationship enough for you to be like, he would believe him. Yeah. Like, they didn't have a scene where Palpatine, like, like twisted a senator to, like, listen to him yeah. by, like, doing a thing. And then Anakin sees him and then he convinces Anakin it's okay. It's for the greater good. I mean, all I get from that one scene is it's, like, it's clear that the path to the dark side is paved with slight misunderstandings and not <laughs> yes. and not getting to a place and exactly fake, when you're supposed to. And empty promises because... Like, he tells him, like, you can stop her from dying. And then, so then instead, he just, like, injures her. Like, he goes, fuck you. And he, like, does something to her. And then she falls down. And then he fights Obi-Wan. And then, like, then they leave him on the ground. And then Obi-Wan takes her away. And then the robot, that's the best part. The robot goes, I don't know what to do. She's just dying. <laughs> like, it's fucking Star Wars. Like, you have... You have back to tanks, you idiot. Put her in a back to tank, exactly. you moron. Like, it just it's so badly written. Like, no, it's like, no back to tanks. They don't exist until movie five, so I don't know about them. So. <laughs> yeah, until Luke Skywalker needs one because yeah. <laughs> his, his Wampa injuries. No, I think that it's like they could have easily like just two lines would have been like, oh, he her arteries ruptured and she's bleeding internally. There's nothing we can do. Yeah. Even with our advanced technology. Boom. Like even that was better than whatever the fuck was going on. She's just lost the will to live. Isn't that what he, yeah, that's, that's what he the says. That's exact line. That's what he says. Yeah. Oh, it's so frustrating. But look, Rogue One looks awesome. I am hoping to God that the script makes sense and it's not like a good trailer. I'm more confident with Disney making a good Star Wars movie than I am with Warner Brothers making a good DC movie. Yeah. Well, DC Because their track record is better so far. Well, and Disney cares. Like Disney's smart enough to buy and own Marvel but let Marvel do Marvel. They they let Kevin Feige do who his knows what the fuck he's doing to set up the worlds and do all the stuff and make the characters real and true to what makes them popular in the comics. And the same thing is true of Star Wars. They bought Star Wars because they know it's a, a 
fucking cash cow forever. And they're letting Lucasfilm do its own thing. And George Lucas was smart enough to appoint Kathleen Kennedy, a fucking genius woman who's been like producing films for years for Steven Spielberg and all kinds of amazing, talented people. She knows what a good movie is. She knows the fans care, and she cares to make that film experience good. Yeah. So, and then, I mean, you could see it in The Force Awakens and in this movie, just the dedication of, like, we're doing practical effects as much as possible. Or if they're not practical, it's so close, it's like, I can't tell the difference. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, but no, but I mean, like, to, to ask first, how do we turn this into a practical effect before going to CGI? Yeah. Whereas a lot of movies are like, fuck it, just do it in post. And they're like, no, we're going to build the puppet. We're going to try it. And then, like, Uncar Plot was like a puppet, and then I think they did some CGI to his face. Yeah. But, you know, it's like all these, like just that dedication and like seeing those little details, it makes it so much more real and magical. Yeah. And I know we're getting really corny here, but it's like, it's true. Yeah. It it, it really immerses you more. In a way that No Man's Sky does not. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. if you, like another good comparison is the original Lord of the Rings trilogy to the Hobbit films. I like and I think, those movies. I know you disagree with me, but when you watch the Hobbit films, they feel fake. When you watch Lord of the Rings, you're like, that's a real place. Like, at least for me, especially Fellowship of the Ring, like that movie really happened to me because <laughs> they, they and then the the most frustrating thing is I watched the extras for the the first Hobbit movie and they filmed the goblins as people in costumes. And then Peter Jackson was like, I don't like how it looks. Make a CGI. And then they made these horrible cartoon looking motherfucking goblins and they look so bad. They were Guillermo del Toro style monsters. Right, I don't know, but they were CGI and they looked so bad. I didn't. And the Goblin King was gross and stupid. Like, okay, gross isn't a problem. The problem was that he looked fake. He looked like a video game character, and I didn't like that. I didn't Uh, mind it. I would much rather have like a Job of the Hut guy with all that, like, because then you put like real slime on a real like maquette, like a real puppet. That's so much better. And then you can do CGI around it. You know what's another good example is Game of Thrones does this thing. I've been when you watch the extras sometimes. Like when they do the whites and they have like, they're like people dressed up in like a blue smock. And then on top of it, they wear like pieces of armor, pieces of bone, skeleton. Like it's and half makeup on their face. half. Yes. And so then when you're watching the show, they edit out the fake part, the blue part or the green part. And then you see like it looks CGI, but it also looks real. And then when the actors are interacting with them, you feel it much more. Oh, so it's kind of like they're wearing a mocap, like a chroma suit, but it's also got like actual armor and actual yeah. costume. And I think that that's enough for your eye. You see like the face, which is makeup, you know, and then, then there's like the midsection is a skeleton because obviously you're not going to cut an actor's yeah. skin away. So, but you can edit that I out. Was, I was wondering how they do some of this shit. They with, look like, really the good. Yeah, right? they do. Like when, uh, when, uh, Jojen and uh, Mira and Bran and Hodor in f- season four, season five, no, season four, when they reach the cave. Yeah. This isn't too spoilery. Yeah. It's just they get to a cave and they run into some whites and the whites look really good because part, like half of it is real, half of it's not. I was wondering that I do, I remember that distinctly and I kind of mm-hmm. couldn't figure out what and, I was looking at. And I think that the best, the best special effects, the rule is to me, start with practical, enhance with CGI. Don't start with CGI, because when you do that, you end up with the finale of Suicide Squad, which I didn't really enjoy. I didn't hate it, but I I can. I, yeah, your complaints are valid. Yeah, I I play a lot of video games, so CGI doesn't bother me in the least. Yeah, I just I mean I love video games too. I just want like when I play a video game, I know it's a video game. When I play when I watch a movie, I want it to feel 
like that could be happening. Yeah, I don't that's know. A fair, that's a fair point. And, you know, when you have real flesh and blood characters, if they interact with something more flesh and blood, even if it's like plaster or yeah. rubber, it's like it's still realer than like, you know. Yeah. So I understand that. I don't know. So, yeah, uh, we kind of went through the cast. Uh, James Earl Jones is going to be Darth Vader, which is fucking cool. He's but, also been reprising the role in Rebels, which is so cool. Yeah. I've said it to so many people. You, if you guys are not watching Rebels, you are missing out. It is yeah, a great yeah. show. It's a little kiddie at times, but honestly, the the way they f- they've I don't I don't know if filming is the right word because it's a CGI cartoon, but the shots when they're doing like space battles, it feels like watching a New Hope, and you know it's yeah, really, yeah. it's fantastic, it's pretty dope. So I don't know. Yeah, is there anything else? I mean, I mean, I feel like we do this, like we don't talk about it enough, but we because we go on lots I mean, of it's, tangents. Here's a, it's a <laughs> it's a trailer. All we, all a trailer can really do is make you think about the universe that the trailer takes place in. Yeah, and what's cool about the trailer. Well, we cover all it the stuff. It gets you to cool go see it because you're like, wow, new spaceships, new characters, new badass moments. Yeah, and I just I mean, I'm excited about Rogue One. Mm-hmm. I'm also excited about the Han Solo movie. I'm excited about the Lando Calrissian movie, more or less, if that's is confirmed that, or not. I don't, I don't think know. it's confirmed. But I'm excited I think if it happens. Lando Lando's going to be in the Han Solo movie. Yeah. So I think that's what you probably... Because Donald Glover was yeah, up yeah. for the role, maybe. I hope he gets it. But like, I'm excited about those things just because, again, I'm really sad they got rid of the expanded universe. Yeah. Because that was the good thing for me about Star Wars. And that they're making concerted efforts to kind of build that 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 space up um in a what in a way that's unintended you know in a, in a way that's accessible that's yeah. the other thing is the expanded universe was great but, but it was a, hard to get to yeah because you had to read a lot of books read or, a lot of bo- it was very like if you were into the expanded universe of star wars you were deep in it you weren't just yeah. like a casual understand you didn't just casually understand actually i was kind of casual understanding no, i, mean, it's I like, didn't read a lot of books but i heard about i stuff. mean like what i mean by that is the average person wouldn't know anything about star wars beyond the movies and if you yeah. were you liked the star wars beyond the movies uh-huh. it's like you were of a certain type of person if yeah. that makes sense well because you have to make an effort that's like like a nerdy amount of it's like you have to like eschew like watching sports and right, like right, other right. things that quote unquote normal people used to do. It's, it's sort of like it's like there's a there's a personality difference between mm-hmm. you and the average person who watches. This yeah. is kind of like okay, you're gonna see the movies because they're movies. You're also gonna watch Rogue One, which is not like the main movie. It's like turning, but it's gonna let you know so much more about this cool universe and understand why people care about it so much. It's like having one of the expanded universe books be a movie. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it's like. And Which I actually, is so that, cool. That's a smart thing to do. Yeah. And they never done it they never did it before. That they're trying to do it now, I think is a good idea. Well and here's the thing, like I don't we don't know how the movie ends. They could all die, some of them could die, some of them could live, but they don't need to make a Rogue One too. But what I'm no, but what I was gonna yeah. say was is is that they could, and the what what they could do is they could tell the story of stealing the Death Star 2's plans because that also happened, and then you get to see the Bothans, which is really cool. Yeah. So like, but then it's like yeah, like maybe one of these characters makes it or two of them. Yeah. And they're like the leaders of the next crew, or maybe they're like the Mon Mothma, and Mon Mothma's busy like getting the the. Uh, the Mon Calamarians right. to like build them ships or something. And so like, then maybe Jin Erso's like running from behind, like maybe she's been injured and now she floats in a wheelchair. Who knows? <laughs> you know, but then like, and then like someone else leads them and then you get a bunch of Bothans 
and then maybe there's like a really cool like CGI practical hybrid character that's a Bothan. You know. I'm pretty dumb. Actually, wasn't there a Bothan in Force Awakens that was like a guy in a suit? No. Because there's like that one furry guy that's in the command center. That's supposed to be a Bothan? I don't remember that. It looked that. like it was, but I don't know. I fly out do not remember that. Okay. Well, watch it again. There's a guy. I will. He's in the he's at the end too. Like there's a scene uh when the Millennium Falcon's flying away and Ray's in it. There's a scene where they show like all the people watching her and it's really funny cuz it just makes me think of like a bunch of action figures standing there. <laughs> but that guy's standing there and he's like a, f- a guy in a suit. He's like kind of shorter, but yeah. I do not remember that. There's also they didn't show it really in the trailer. I saw footage somewhere. There was some weird clip, but there's like two alien characters in this movie. Really? There's like they were the clip I saw is like this furry looking guy who's like a mini Wookiee sort of, and he's like shooting. He, but he has like a like a weasel face or some weird thing, and he's like shooting a turret out of one of the ships like they're flying over something, and he looks at the camera, he's like ah, like a crazy person. <laughs> and then there was like a book that got leaked, like some DK book or something. And they listed, like, these two characters. I forgot what their names were, but uh, it was pretty neat. So I'm su- kind of surprised they didn't show them. Maybe they're cutting them a lot. I don't know. Possible. But they look, like, fun. Or they're just trying little. to keep them secret until yeah. you see it. Which is fine. The yeah. more secrets, the better. I mean, on, like, we always are like, oh, we got to see the trailers and know the stuff. But it is kind of fun. Like, I almost wish it would be really cool if they somehow, like, if the if Star Wars is so big that they just didn't show trailers and, like, it's coming out. And then you just have to go see. That's how they did it in the first place. Yeah, but they always had trailers. I don't think they ever did. No, this isn't a New Hope trailer. Really? Yeah. Oh, we should watch it. It's really goofy. Oh. It's so 1970s. We should do it, and then we <laughs> should we should do a tiki take for it, but it's just like if we were in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're drinking Crystal Pepsi or something, and we're just like, yeah, what's up this new... That would be even way <laughs> Crystal before. Pepsi's from the, like, the late 80s or I know. mid-80s. Let's get Crystal Pepsi, I think, is the, is the takeaway. What is, what is Crystal Pepsi? It's just Sprite. No, it's not. Dude, I ha- I've had it before, and I'm chasing the high of the Crystal Pepsi. So does it taste like Pepsi, It tastes clear? exactly like Pepsi, but it's clear. I can't express to people why that's so cool. It's just great. I feel like they just don't put the coloring in, because there's like a food coloring number seven or whatever bullshit. Well, it, It's just like the same thing because, without the well, food no, coloring. Because it's like you can drink it, and you're like, I don't feel like this is poison, because it's not black like my soul. Like I'm drinking this clear fluid. It's close to you know water. What, you know what else is clear fluid? What? Bleach. Oh, eat a dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bleach. It's super good. Oh, I do want to try it, kind of. Yeah. I'm not a soda guy, but I would do that, I guess. So, yeah, we're really fucking excited. I don't know if you uh, could tell. We are very excited. Uh, bro- tell us how you are excited about it. Send us tweets. Uh, we'll plug our stuff in a second. Uh, is there anything else you want to say about the movie real quick? Or nope, excited about it. Okay, yeah, we can't wait. We'll do an episode of some kind of something about it when it comes out. Yeah. And if there's another trailer, we'll probably talk about that. Totally. Uh, so, Jojo, where do we find you on the internet? Twitter, at Bucky Gums. Instagram, at Bucky Gums. Facebook, at JJL Comedy. Woot. Uh, you can find me at Epic Tiki Comedy on Twitter, at Epic Tiki on Instagram, Luke Soin on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Epic Tiki Comedy. Uh, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes uh, Podbean wherever you do it if you do it on iTunes please leave us a review and give us five stars because we're so good at this we are and uh, it helps in the ratings it helps us get seen by more people and then we can do more episodes for you guys it's great and uh, yeah like I said please tell us what you think if you ever have anything you want us to talk about message us tell us and we'll try to fit it in because sometimes we don't know what to talk about but there's a lot of cool shit going on so we mostly know 
And um, oh, and if if you're listening, I'm gonna try to put this out, quote unquote, today, uh, August seventeenth, let's say. And if you're listening to this, come to Luna's in Midtown Sacramento at eight p.m. I'm doing a show called The Comedy Conch, and JoJo's gonna be on it. Mm-hmm. We've also got Andre Morton, very funny comic from Stockton, now living in the Bay. He's gonna drop a guest set. Then we have Tavi, Diego Curiel, Nick Larson, JoJo. Like I said, I'm hosting. Uh, ben Kalina from the Bay Area, who I've never met, but I saw a video. He's very funny. And Jesse Fernandez will be the headliner. He's amazing. He's been on our Epic Tiki's, uh, all the videos a bunch of times. Great dude. Man great about town. Great dude. And we have other shows. Go to LukeSoin.com for mine. And JoJo, I don't know where you list yours. I just I don't want to do it. God damn it. Yeah. You're such a so, – I, I tagged it. Okay, the, real quick. <laughs> I tagged this guy three or four different times in the last week about this Comedy Con show. And I was messaging our group chat today, and um, and JoJo's and Kim, our friend Kim Martell, who's been on the show, she was like, "Who's going to to the the Sophia's open mic with me on Wednesday?" And I was like, and JoJo was like, "Me," and I'm like, "JoJo, you're doing comedy conch." He's like, I-, I forgot. Good thing you told me. Oh. Fucking dick! I have you on my show. <laughs> I didn't even have to. I had so many options. I've- <laughs> I can't help it. Social media makes me want to kill myself. Plus, I hate doing I, it. I mean, and this isn't to make fun of you, but I assume like not a lot of people are tagging you in posts. So like the only ones that you're getting notifications from are from me. That's true. And you still ignored them. I, I ignore <sighs> everything. I, Facebook, I always have at least like 40 notifications. Oh, because you, how I, long, how often between do you log in? Like once a week, maybe. Once a cycle? Yeah. Is that a Star Wars thing? No. What do they call it? I don't know. Okay. I think it's Galactic Standard Year. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all for this time. We'll see you next week, hopefully. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Bye.